Hey guys, it is November 29th, 2015, and this week will be the kickoff of the last month of the year. Um, I am one of those people that always gets really excited about um, new years, new beginnings, starting over, and I have a new journal that's coming out, and it's shipping this week. It ships December 1st, and I ordered a limited number of journals. I believe half of them have already sold out, um, but they are coming direct from Canada. Uh, they've landed to us. We'll have them tomorrow. I'll get them to you Tuesday, and I'm excited for you to have these because I think that it's good for you to have a month to prepare for your January kickoff, and it doesn't matter when you get the journal or when you listen to this podcast. It is never too late to prepare to start, you know, and so some people's new year is in January. Some people have another new year around their birthday. I get like that, so I get really reflective around the new year and also really reflective around my birthday, so whenever it is, whatever it means to you. Um, I'm going to go over one page of the journal today for those of you who haven't had a chance to order that journal or even the past journal. The past journal is really awesome too. Um, you can go to mytaughtyou.com. Uh, for those of you who are wondering why is it saying back order, it's not on back order. It's just the system doesn't have a way to say pre-order. So um, it is on pre-order until Tuesday. So you can go ahead and pick that up. I am going to do a podcast on page eight, uh, covering page eight of the journal. Um, and this page is titled Eight Real Tips to Make Sure This is Your Year. Um, I took some time to write this and I'm going to share it with you, not necessarily word for word, but I am going to go over each exact tip that's in the journal. And if you find that you love this, there are more pages that talk about making self-care a priority, how to do that, finding out which season you're in. I think that's the most important part of this journal is really understanding your season. Um, I have another page on moving past average, uh, also, my favorite thing to do was taking an assessment. And so I probably talked about that ad nauseum in these podcasts. And so I show you how to take an assessment, how to break down a goal, because I think sometimes people have these goals of like moving to LA, moving to Atlanta. And it's just, it's such a huge goal. I show you or basically give you some steps on how to break that goal down. Um, so I have that in there. I also let you know what I'm doing, what my plans are for 2016. Um, there's a fun page on page nine about how to not fall off. Um, hold yourself responsible for a higher standard than anybody else expects of you. Never excuse yourself. Never pity yourself. Be a hard master to yourself and be lenient towards everybody else. That's a Henry Ward Beecher quote. So I've got that in there to try to keep you focused. Uh, there's also a page on how to use your old journal. So if you're like, uh, I already bought the other journal and, you know, what am I doing with getting this? Uh, even if you haven't quite finished that journal, I show you how I go about using past journals. So you should not get rid of these things. Um, they will work to your benefit and advantage. The more you have, the more you know you're doing. Um, so without further ado, I am going to cover page eight, which is eight real tips to make sure this is your year. First tip that I have is create your own definition of success and happiness. Um, I don't know. I think that I'm kind of glad that like before I kind of entered the workforce, there was no social media. And so the only kinds of uh, 
things that you really had to influence who you were going to be and how you were going to work were your peers, you know, your friends. And, and you had to choose the kind of crowds you hung around with. And, you know, it was the sort of just post Diddy era where you saw someone who worked their butt off and kind of skyrocketed. And it was, it wasn't just like, Oh, Diddy's on social media, you know, posting pictures from a mansion or on vacation, which everybody loves to post. Um, but you heard the stories of the blood, sweat and tears, and you heard about how he got fired and the same thing with Oprah and how she started. And so, um, now with everything being so visual and so easy to see, um, and easier for people to sort of craft their lives. I think people don't really understand that is that people are sort of curating their social media to show you what they want to see. And you have to make sure that you are living your life on your own terms. You know, you have to define what success means to you. Maybe success to you is not having a huge home or a new home. Maybe success to you is not owning a business. Maybe success to you is having flexibility in your job. You know, maybe asking your boss, can you work from home one day? If you can pay your bills and you have your life set up the way that you see fit, that's success. And so, you have to make sure that you're doing the things that make you happy and not the things that you think other people will care about, you know, or the things that you think your mom will uh, enjoy or, you know, it's so important. You know, if, if working around the clock is not your thing, it's not your thing. And so I think that first step in making 2016, 17, 18, heck, the rest of 2015, your year is to create your own definition of success and happiness and really try to figure out what that means to you. Uh, number two is to make peace with your past. Uh, the best gift, the best gift I've ever given myself was to deal with my past head on. Um, I have talked about this before. I've talked about the fact that I've, that I still go to psychotherapy weekly um, and I don't think we realize how much of who we are stems from our past, you know, and even if you had a charming childhood, maybe it was somebody, a bully in class or something that you did that like traumatized you. That's kind of blocking you from getting to that place that you know you need to be, you know, it's just like, and maybe you don't really know what it is, but you know, you have a block. And if you know that you've tried everything and you still kind of can't get anywhere, maybe it's time for you to deal with your past head on. Maybe something really traumatic happened to you and the way you dealt with it was to just tuck it down and work your butt off like I did and realize that you were succeeding in most areas, but the one area that you cared most about just wasn't getting anywhere. So I decided to deal with that head on and it was um, trying at times because I had to change my behavior, you know? The hardest thing to do is to change your behavior. And sometimes changing your behavior is learning how to say no, you know? I think that I always wanted people to be pleased with me. Um, so I would find myself in situations that I didn't want to be in. And then my attitude would be bad. And then people would have um, the wrong idea about who I was because I just didn't have the guts to speak up. Um, I also didn't realize the amount of baggage I was carrying around and how that was preventing me from having the things that I really wanted, like actual peace and contentment. You know, it's like there's really no dollar amount that I can put on peace. Um, everybody wants all this stuff in life. And I think that when you truly have peace in your life, like everything starts to sort of hum along wonderfully. Um, and contentment helps you. 
I'm still very uh, aggressive in my life. I mean, I think you guys can see that if you follow me on social media, but the kind of contentment that helps me be okay with my efforts each and every day, you know, to not compare my efforts to someone else's efforts and to not belittle my efforts, you know, I think sometimes we do that. And, um, facing your past head on, however you choose to do that. If it's a conversation, if it's several conversations, I think that doing that will help you get to where you need to go. Number three, and this one is going to be a good one. So if you're writing things down, if you're in the car, turn this up, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like it's tired. I'm over it. It's time for you to get over it. Everybody has a story, you know, and some of our stories aren't as good as we'd like them to be, but every day is an opportunity to be better. And I've talked about this before where I've had people write to me and say, oh, you know, your life is you're successful because your parents, um, you have both your parents, you know, my mother died or my father died or your parents, this or that, or you have this or that. And it's just like, you know, every, you don't, no one really, unless you were living inside my head, nobody really knows what my true struggles are. And I think that many of us, out of respect for our families, don't really share all of our family business. And, you know, culturally, that's just not something we do. But everybody's walking around with some kind of story. And you have to make the decision of, is my life going to be what happened to me or is my life going to be what I make happen, you know? And I, that's the decision that I made. And it's just like, you have to cut that out and focus on what you have to be grateful for and ask other people what they're grateful for. If you find that you're having a hard day being grateful, ask somebody else and let them tell you. And sometimes it's such a humbling moment when somebody says, you know, I'm grateful for, and whatever that thing that they're grateful for, you've taken for granted. You know, it's like, Sometimes I see on social media, um, people saying, oh my God, I'm so OCD, I'm OCD. And I know someone, I've dealt with someone who struggled with OCD and OCD is completely debilitating. Like it is like a prison. It is not like organizing your refrigerator or bleaching your floors or using a toothbrush to clean your um, sink. It is not that. And so it's like, some people are grateful. I mean, it's just like some people don't even have the ability to lock a door and walk away like you do. So, you know, and, and that is something that people with OCD struggle with. And so I think it's like, you've got to stop feeling sorry for yourself and focus on the things that you actually have to be grateful for. And if you, if you go around and you ask five people what they're grateful for, I bet you one thing, you're going to catch somebody that's going to blow your mind and get you on the right path. So Use that as a pick-me-up in the year if you find yourself not being as grateful as you know you need to be. Number four, focus on giving more than taking. Um, take the focus off of what you'll gain, okay? Take the focus off of what you'll gain when you do something and just share your gift with others. If you know that you are really good at something, if you know that you can um, change somebody's day, just do it. Don't worry about what you're going to get back because... Whenever we're constantly focusing on what we'll gain, the things we actually get never seem like enough. You know, it's just like if you're always focused on the take, you can never take enough, you know. And there's this analogy that I always make about stingy people. We all know these kinds of people that are constantly um, not wanting to give constantly what I like to refer to as a clenched fist or a closed hand. Um, 
guess what is happening with the closed hand? You're so busy holding on to the, let's just say four quarters that you have inside your hand that you're not even realizing that if you open it up, you're so busy because you're a taker. You're so busy thinking that somebody else is going to take your four quarters that you don't realize that the universe, your God, your whatever, all the things that you've been working for, praying for is trying to put something in your hand. So you can't even receive an extra four quarters or an extra 500 quarters because you're so busy clenching these four that you have tight. And just know that as long as you've got your fist clenched like that, Nothing can get in. So you cannot have any prosperity if you don't open your hand and share. And granted, you might find that when you open one of your hand, you open your hand, a quarter falls off and now you're down to three, you're down to two. But eventually, as long as your hand is open, money can get in where it can never get in with it closed. So think about that when you're being stingy. Don't be stingy, people. Uh, number five. Ooh, this is probably one of my favorites. Put a star by this. Highlight this. Uh, Tweet me about this. Talk to me about this. Snapchat me about this. Quit magnifying other people's accomplishments. Um, it's just not a good thing to do. And I know some people, I have some people in my life that, you know, they're looking around at other people and on the surface, it appears that they have accomplished something that you haven't. And that could be dream job, dream trip, uh, dream relationship, all these things that other people um, seem to have accomplished, not realizing that we can achieve all of these same things with an actual plan, some time, and some effort. You know, those are the things that people don't want to sacrifice or dedicate. It's just like, okay, I want to be married, but do you have a plan? Yes, you need a plan. Do not let anybody like tell you you don't need to have one. Sometimes people do meet the love of their lives in the grocery store, but for the most part, that's kind of not happening because people don't even talk to each other anymore. And I'm guilty of it too. I can't even tell you the last time I bumped into a stranger, but maybe you need to have a plan and maybe your plan is bumping into somebody, but you have to go to the store to bump into somebody. You have to go out to places and things and be social to bump into somebody. You have to have a plan. You have to actually realize that it takes time and you have to put some effort into it. So um, if somebody's trying to say something to you and you're ignoring them, that's not effort. Um, and there are plenty of apps and sites and all that good stuff that I always talk about that um, are there to assist you uh, based on whatever works for you. So that's something that I think people don't really focus on. And I think, and I have in the journal, I wrote, a truth be told, you may not even want to do or have what they have anyway. Like, that's the part that I don't think people realize. When I was younger, I was like, I think many of you girls out here will remember this. It's like when you were about 12 or 13 or maybe even 16, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to be married by the time I'm 26. And then 26 comes along and you realize that you, you, you don't even know what to do with yourself uh, most times. For, for the young, mature people out there who, who get it, like kudos to you, high five, seriously. Um, for, for a lot of us, we get to this age and realize, oh my God, I haven't even done a fraction of the stuff that I want to do by myself. I still don't even know who I am. I'm still low key a mess. Um, that's so because you're looking at your friends or you're looking at people and thinking that they have something that you think you want, you might get it and realize that you don't even want it. And so it's just this thing of like, if you don't have it, like I used to say about being single, um, if I'm single, it has to be because I'm not really trying because anything that I try, I succeed at. And so if I'm not, 
if I'm still single, it's because I'm not trying. And that's the thing, like, that's the um, truth challenge you have to have with yourself to say, am I really trying? Am I really putting in the time, the effort, and do I have a plan for any of these things I am magnifying in other people's lives? Think about it. Okay. I think this is number six. Uh, also a favorite is make more mistakes. Mistakes are proof that you're trying. Um, I was in the car yesterday. I was in the, I was in the car. I was in the airport. I was walking, uh, in the airport and I watched this little boy. He did something with the mother's headphones and he made a mistake. And it literally, it was a small mistake. I can't remember what it was. That's how trivial it was. And the mom like loses it. And in my mind, I thought to myself, I said, oh my God, this is kind of where people start to become afraid to make mistakes because he did the quote unquote wrong thing. And now mom's losing it. And I'm not a mother. So I know some mom's going to be like, girl, listen, after the 17th try with my child, I'm, I, I lost it. But I think that like when, when you are young and you make mistakes, um, you have to continue to make mistakes. And so many people don't try things because they're so afraid to get it wrong. And it's just like, if I had, if I had journals, these journals of things that I've gotten wrong, I'd have at least 50 of them filled up. Like I get a lot of things wrong, but the great thing about that is that out of 10 things that I get wrong, there's one thing that I get right. And that's more rights than somebody who never tries anything. So you, you have to be ready to make mistakes and just suck it up when you make one. You know, it's like I have written here, so many people get so hung up on getting it done perfectly that they end up not getting much done or don't speak up in fear of not being right. And you won't be right 100% of the time. Get over it, like swallow that, eat that, digest that. You're not going to be right 100% of the time. Nobody is, not even the grades, no one. So now that you know that, you can just go out in the world and be like, and, and sometimes it's so funny, I'll go into something, I'll go into a meeting, even when I have like, I'm strongly convicted about something, I still say, now there's a chance that I might be wrong about this, you know? And and if I am, fine, like totally fine, not a big deal. I'm not gonna die because I made a mistake. Um, number nine, which is perfect, change the way you think about failure. Um, Failure is inevitable and it isn't always your fault. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that, that things fail, situations fail, um, relationships fail, uh, businesses fail, and it may not... It, may not be your fault. Like it's not always something like that. Sometimes things just don't work out and it's that simple. It just didn't work out. You get fired from your job. It just didn't work out. Could it be that you did something perhaps, but it could also be that the chemistry needed is just not a fit anymore. And it doesn't mean that, oh my God, your life is over because you lost your job. You go find something that's a better fit for you. Um, and it isn't absolute. Like just because it happened one time doesn't mean it's going to happen a second time. I think many of our parents raised us on that whole notion of like, I would don't, don't try that because I tried it and it didn't work. And it's like, guess what, mom? It's now 40 years later. And guess what? Maybe the thing that you try, there are so many different 
maybe the, it's so much more perfected that maybe I should give it a shot. And it's just like, even if you tried it a month ago, even if your mom tried it three months ago or your girlfriend tried it or your boyfriend tried it, oh, I wouldn't do that because I tried it and it didn't work. Well, guess what? Maybe maybe you got the, the Midas touch. Who knows? But uh, failure just, it, it is not absolute. Maybe you tried it a year ago. And maybe now is a better time. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I posted something on Instagram the other day where I said, uh, people have to have the right to change their mind. And it's just like, a lot of times we just make ill-informed decisions for long-term things. Like, you know, I really thought I wanted to be a doctor or I really thought that I wanted to do this. And then you get there and realize it's not for you. And it's just like, so what if you told 500 people you wanted to do that? It might initially be embarrassing, but so what? Hey, I thought it was what I wanted to do. I did it for a while. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, you don't owe anybody any further explanations. You, I don't care. You, there's so many girls I see doing being vegan and vegetarian, and it's just like I feel like they, when they've made this commitment and this sacrifice, that they can't tell people I don't want to do it anymore. Or I'm making alterations. It's your life. Like you don't have to do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? It's just like you don't owe anybody any explanations for why you changed your mind. Unless maybe if your parents are paying for college, you do owe them something. Um, you definitely owe them something. But just also say, you know what? This is my favorite thing to say when I feel like people are not allowing me to be human. I'm like, allowing me to be human. I'm like, please give me room to be human. You know, you remember a time when you changed your mind. Like, please give me room to be human. Like, I am not superhuman. Please. Thank you. And people kind of just digest that. Um, and my favorite part about this is that if you learned something from it, you didn't fully fail. Uh, you are not your failures. They are simply events. And so I always say I either win or learn. I never lose. You know what I mean? It's just like either I win at it. And if I didn't win, I learned something and I'm not a loser. So whatever, you know, uh, number eight, final one for this, uh, is to learn how to celebrate others success. Um, Send a note or flowers when someone does well. I'm telling you, like, it does so much for you when you do that. I love doing that. And it's just like, I know that it does something for the other person, but it does something for me too, because a win for one is a win for all. Like, it, it's so good to support somebody else because that person's going to be able to be there to support you when you're having a rough day. Or a lot of people tell me that I inspire them and I truly appreciate that. But it is, isn't it so awesome to watch someone continue to soar? So I love that. And if you see somebody soaring, support them, support them. Um, and, uh, when you do that, you don't have to compare yourself to people or resent anyone because, it's very tall. Like it's just, it's very big of you to salute people on their successes because you realize that you won through them. And when you win, they win. And you understand that it's a group effort. Um, I am so sad that I don't have my book down here. For those of you who have not read, uh, Shonda Rhimes year of yes. Like I recommend that you read that. And inside of that, I'm on Google now trying to find it. Uh, she did this speech at the Hollywood, I think it was reporter women's conference where they asked her about, uh, breaking this, this glass ceiling. So I just found it and I hope it doesn't come on because it's going to get loud. Hold on. Um, 
But she said that she didn't believe she broke the glass ceiling. Instead, she feels like that she followed the footsteps of the countless and hardworking women in Hollywood who chipped away at it and helped pave the way for her to get to the other side. And so that's what I hope that you understand what supporting someone else does is that supporting the first person they're chipping away and showing you a way to do something easier. And so you're learning from them. And so it's nothing for you to support them. Why would you resent them? Why would you resent them? And they're helping show you uh, the way and, and, and making it easier for you to get there. So you don't have to like burst through the glass ceiling. And so Shonda talked about how she had a target. And so she was able to develop a target by the women before her so that when she aimed and shot, she she shot so exact that she didn't even feel the glass. And so that's why it's so important to support others um, and celebrate other people's success. And if you haven't learned how to do that, it's something that I encourage you to learn how to do um, to make sure that your 2016, 17, 2025 is excellent. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you guys so much, as always, for supporting me. Essence featured this podcast and said that it is uh, a podcast that every black woman should listen to. I think every woman, every man, sometimes my dad listens. Hey, dad. Uh, but I appreciate you guys listening and everybody have a great year. Again, if you want to order the My Tachi Journal, uh, half of them are sold and the rest of them will sell out and I'm not going to order anymore. Uh, MyTachi.com shop. Bye.